Detroit's digital divide has challenged the city for years. And during the pandemic, the need to access computers and the Internet grew even more. As Detroit and the rest of the country braces for a new normal, city leaders are still working to bridge those gaps. Joshua Edmonds is the city's director of digital inclusion. He spoke with WDET's Eli Newman about the ways Detroit is helping its residents, like getting people money to pay their internet bills from a $3 billion federal program called the Emergency Broadband Benefit. That is a free federal program. $50 a month off of your internet bill. We really need people calling. We need to get that word out of there because on the back end of that, there's currently legislation that's being argued to create a permanent subsidy for Detroiters and for everyone around this country who's struggling with internet access. And so if we were able to then demonstrate use on this emergency benefit uh, in Congress, we then can use that ammo and firepower to actually bridge the digital divide in perpetuity. But in terms of this benefits program, so is this for all Detroiters, is, or is it based off of income? It's not for all Detroiters, though a lot of Detroiters are going to qualify. The qualifications are very wide. For example, if you have a child in Detroit Public Schools, you qualify. Um, if you are receiving any type of federal or state aid, you qualify. Um, or if you're eligible for any of that. If you've experienced significant loss of income, you qualify. And so I'm not going to say all Detroiters because I'd be on the record for saying that. However, I will say that it is a very, very, very large sum of Detroiters who qualify for this program. Yeah, I'm scratching my head over that the $3.2 billion. And that's, I'm assuming there's no capacity limits for the city. No, no capacity limits. Three point two billion dollars, uh, and that, that's for the, that's for the country, though. That's not just for Detroit. That's that's for the country. Uh, honestly, I had zero idea that no, was no even one, a thing. No one does. It, it, it is something that, quite frankly, I am I'm putting this on the FCC uh, because they did actually not put any money in for community engagement whatsoever. So they created this $3.2 billion program, no money for community engagement. So now this is us pulling our pennies together and robbing Peter to pay Paul to support this. And so I am not shy about this. This falls on the Federal Communication Commission. They needed, and they do need moving forward, as they are proposing programs to make sure they're putting money in for community engagement because they cannot expect us in a city where we already have um, a litany of our own challenges to then dig deep into our pockets already for another thing. Sign-ups have kind of, at least nationally, have not been as robust as they should be. And a lot of that has to do with not getting the word out. How do we get the word out? Through community engagement. <laughs> and, and radio broadcasts help sometimes too. And we will be launching a radio broadcast actually on this too. So there you're going to hear radio commercials about this emergency broadband benefit locally. I can't speak for other communities um, across the state. I can't speak for other communities across the country. But what I can say in Detroit, you're going to see TV ads. <laughs> you're going to see. You're going to hear radio ads. Um, all, all telling people to call that number. And I was just wondering if you could also just um, quantify that digital divide, at least that that broadband divide. How many how households in the city do not have access to internet? I'll say we have snapshot data on that. So at a given time, uh, you're going exper- to see, and this is based on the last five years, about 25 to 30 percent of Detroiters aren't going to have internet of any kind. What that means specifically, that's even uh, looking at cellular data too. So it's like, okay, that's the digital divide in the realest form. You're going to see that across the country too, in some of your most impoverished cities at 25 to 30 percent threshold. So we're not unique in that. However, where we are unique is in the ecosystem that we're building here. You're not going to find another Connect 313. You're not going to find this human IT setup with all these partners. That is a rarity. And the fact that we have that here, we can mobilize accordingly. 
we just so happen to have a local ecosystem that has been galvanized in a way where we've been able to fundraise for things like that to then um, further protect Detroiters as they're engaging in these national programs. That's kind of a representation of what we're doing. But when looking at this digital divide, 25 to 30%, uh, when you look at wired high-speed internet, those numbers get a lot higher. That's where you see that 40% number come up a lot where people are like, oh, 40% don't have internet of any kind. It's like, no, 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 no. 40% don't have access to a wired high-speed internet. There's a difference. Now, I would also argue that if I'm a household and I just have my cell phone, well, it doesn't really matter then because I do need that wired high-speed internet. And I would argue that most in this present day and age need that wired high-speed internet. So that 40% figure is, is statistically significant. We do need that. In addition, we know that prior to the pandemic, 46% uh, of Detroiters did not have a desktop or laptop. And so this kind of co-signs why we're here today, why these talks go back to a few years. But in addition to, um, I think that our efforts during the pandemic have helped significantly. 51,000 um, devices that we distributed through the Connecting Futures Initiative, 8,000 devices we did through the Connecting Seniors Initiative, another 7,000 devices we did uh, for um, uh, summer employment for youth. And so we've already have made tremendous strides, but we know we're not over and we're going to continue doing this. And, and along with that 40% statistic, one of the other things that I've seen is that 70% of kids don't live in households with that wired high-speed broadband. Is that, do you think that's an accurate figure? I would say prior to the pandemic, yes. I think that there's been a lot of interventions that have been made um, during, throughout the course of this pandemic. I don't want to say that, that uh, we're at zero percent. Uh, I will say, though, that figure has changed. I think that what we're going to be able to know at the end of this year, when we finalize our data collection, of how much, how much, how much impact do we actually have? Uh, how much did we change the landscape? We know we changed it significantly, um, but again, we're just trying to figure out how much that is. So where we're talking about, you know, kind of like these big societal needs in terms of where that digital divide is, and you do have a number of people who are saying maybe broadband is something that should be like a public utility that's treated the same way that we treat, you know, water. Is that a possibility within the city of Detroit? Is that a feasible option? Well, I'm going to put this actually on the governor. Uh, so this actually comes back to the Michigan Telecommunications Act. Uh, however, Governor Whitmer did sign about two weeks ago uh, an order creating the Office of High-Speed Internet. And they made it a priority that they want to connect every single home and business in the state of Michigan. And so I think that by them articulating that point, that could be a possibility. Because in order for us to connect every home and business, we need to think differently how we think about the internet now. So our current understanding of the internet is really tied to a more corporate model. And that corporate model works enough in areas where people can afford it. But what happens when they don't? And so I think that the state is going to have to figure something out in this. Because they created that office, they need to expand their thinking. But in any case, uh, an office of high-speed internet is great for our work in Detroit, and that very well could be a possibility.